Welcome to Things Are Not What They Appear, a podcast on music, culture, and communication. Before we dive into today's episode, I'll take a quick moment to introduce myself and identify the terms. My name is Hannah, and I'm a grad student at the University of Florida. Go Gators! After taking a course on intercultural communication, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper. But before I get ahead of myself, let's define the terms. Communication. Broadly defined, this is how two or more people express thoughts and ideas of each other verbally, non-verbally, written, or electronically. Right now, I'm verbally communicating my ideas to you, though slightly electronically as well. Unless you happen to be my dog sitting listening to me record this directly. Next is culture. This can be a bit more tricky. Culture can be something you are born into, such as your nationality, physical traits, family background, etc. Or it can be something chosen, such as a value you believe in, the foods you enjoy eating, hobbies you enjoy, or even the music you listen to. But more on that later. No two people have the same culture, and it is impossible to know someone's culture just by looking at them. Now, put these two together, and we have intercultural communication. This is the study and practice of communicating across these different cultures. Pretty simple, right? Except when there are about a million different cultures who all communicate differently, with ideas getting lost in translation, stereotypes popping up all over the place. Are you still with me? It's a bit trickier than we originally thought. So, where does music fit into all of this? I told you we'd get back to it. Music, believe it or not, can be a cultural identifier for many people. Do you have a favorite type of music you're extremely passionate about? Maybe you come from a family of salsa dancers, or you and your grandfather share a love of classical piano music, or you are even part of a hard rock band. This love for a certain type of music may have shaped you into the person you are today and hopefully made you better for it. I want to take this opportunity to talk to a few individuals who fit into this category of music being a strong cultural influencer in their life. However, just by looking at them, you would never know it. Shall we say, things are not what they appear? First up, I want to introduce everyone to Laura. How are you doing today, Laura? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Now today I want to talk a little bit about culture, music, communication, all sorts of fun stuff. So let's start, if you don't mind, telling us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Like you said, my name is Laura. I'm from Southern California. I grew up in the Valley. I'm in my late 20s. I work in insurance and I love traveling. So I would love to hear your definition of culture. And remember, there is no right or wrong answer. This is completely what you think. I think culture is what makes people who they are. It's the things they enjoy or uh, things that they were born into in their surroundings. Yeah, that's great. So since we're going to be talking about your culture, I would love if you could just really quick paint a mental picture for our guest, some demographics, and some physical features you would say describe you. 
Uh, like I said, I grew up in Southern California. I'm white. I'm average height. I have brown hair, brown eyes. So based on your looks and appearance alone, what cultures and interests do you think people might stereotype you with? Um, based on where I grew up, some may assume that I was conservative, uh, pretty basic, middle class, uh, might think that I'm standoffish or not as welcoming, uh, that I might enjoy stereotypical California activities like going to the beach, things like that. So it sounds like a lot of people might stereotype you into some things that aren't true. I bet you don't go to the beach every day, do you? No, I hardly ever go to the beach. Exactly my point. <laughs> Though I happen to know something about you that fits in right with our podcast here, things are not what they appear, and it has to do with music. Now, would you say people would probably assume just by looking at you and where you grew up that you like pretty mainstream top 40 pop music? Yeah, I think people could assume that. Now, I happen to know that you are a mega fan of a certain genre of music and identify a lot with that culture. Now, would you mind telling us a little bit about what genre that is? Yes, I really love K-pop. Uh, my favorite groups are BTS and TWICE. Uh, this past week, I was able to see... BTS uh, live in concert when they were in California. I was able to see them two times and uh, see them VIP soundcheck. It sounds like we definitely have a mega fan on our hands. Now, would you say K-pop could be defined as a culture? And can you tell us some of those things that make K-pop so special? I think K-pop has had a really strong impact of spreading Korean culture through other parts of the world, especially uh, in Western culture. So would you say this love for K-pop has influenced other areas of your life, other Korean things that you might like as well? Yeah, learning about K-pop and getting more into the music has maybe made me become more aware of the Korean wave and the overall spread of Korean culture into other aspects of media, uh, like TV and film. Uh, for example, the success of Parasite. And more recently, shows like Squid Game have become one of the most popular shows in recent years. Uh, learning more about Korean media that way, I've also gotten really into K-dramas, which are really popular amongst K-pop fans or just fans in general of those shows. So is it safe to assume that a lot of these songs, shows, and media aren't in English? 
Yeah, most songs are not in English. Uh, there are a few English songs that are pretty popular, but the majority is in Korean. Luckily, being an English speaker, uh, everything that I want to watch normally has subtitles. I'm glad you've found a way to communicate, even though you don't speak the same language. Now, would you say that's common for people who enjoy K-pop and K-dramas that they may not speak Korean? Yeah, with my knowledge from being in the States and how big K-pop is here, the music being in Korean is not really a deterrent of people to not be interested in the genre. A lot of their messages still come through if you don't speak the language. And luckily, if you want to know what the lyrics are, there's uh, tons of translations that you can look up for them. Now, beyond language, are there any shared symbols or gestures that someone might do to show that they're interested in K-pop or with fellow K-pop fans? Yes, uh, each group and their fan base uh, normally have their own words to uh, identify their fan base or gestures. Uh, for BTS specifically, one of the members, uh, Young, has a phrase, Borahe, which translates to, I purple you. Uh, purple has become the color of BTS. Uh, a lot of uh, fan events that people throw to show their support for BTS involves changing colors of major landscapes to purple, uh, like Times Square when they visit, things like that. Uh, another thing um, in K-pop and Korean culture is there are a lot of hand symbols like the Korean heart uh, that you can make with your index finger and thumb. Uh, a lot of nonverbal communication can get through with hand gestures like peace signs and variations of other heart symbols that people can make between uh, BTS and BTS ARMY, which is the fans of BTS. So would you say these identifiers and hand gestures help you to communicate with other people who identify with this K-pop culture? Yes, definitely. Especially the, the gestures come through a lot, like being at the concerts that I was recently at. Uh, being part of the crowd um, and being a part of uh, other fans that enjoy the same interests as you really comes across that way. Uh, another big uh, aspect that is specific in music to K-pop are called light sticks. They're a, a big part of the concert experience in K-pop. Each group has their own light stick and they are part of the concert experience. They connect and light up to play with the songs and it also helps the crowd communicate with BTS members on stage. Now what about other words and phrases? I know there's one that you said to me once that I just looked at you and said, what are you talking about? So this would be something that only someone who's into K-pop and Korean culture might understand. Sure, a couple of phrases that are specifically used in K-pop 
Uh, one is the term bias. Uh, in a group, there's normally multiple members. Uh, for example, in BTS, there's seven members. Uh, oftentimes, fans will choose their their favorite member of the group and call them their bias. Uh, another term that is specific to K-pop is the term comeback. In K-pop, the frequency of music being released by a group is normally much higher and quicker than other Western artists. And a, a K-pop comeback is the release of new music or a new album uh, that gets the fan base uh, ready and happy to prepare for new music to be released. Now, I love learning all of this about K-pop. It sounds like there's a lot of really cool stuff and a really great vibe. Now, what would you tell someone who wants to get into K-pop, who doesn't really know a lot about it, but wants to start listening to it, wants to start interacting with other members who like K-pop? How would you say you could get involved in the K-pop culture? Uh, Luckily, with K-pop and the year that we're living in now, In social media, the content that is around K-pop is massive. Uh, The way that I got into K-pop was hearing a couple of the songs, wanting to learn more about the group, and turning to YouTube where you can watch videos on pretty much anything you could ever want to learn about the group. Uh, For BTS specifically, since they are... A global phenomenon and they're very popular all over the world. They do have a very strong community uh, based online where people who may not have other friends in their real life that enjoy K-pop can meet and become friends with other people online. That's super cool. So do you join any of these Facebook groups and participate and either look for content or perhaps communicate people that maybe you have nothing else in common with other than k-pop yeah i myself don't engage that much online with other fans but i I do follow the band along closely online since there's new activity or content being released by them on a weekly if not daily basis Uh, but i have connected and met other people in the community that way online So would you say it's pretty easy to feel included by these groups? Or do you ever feel judgment by members of the K-pop community? Uh, I myself uh, don't feel any judgment. Uh, Luckily, the, the band is very welcoming to all fans. Uh, And for the most part, the community is very welcoming as well. Now, what about people who aren't part of the K-pop community? Do you ever feel judged for your love of K-pop or misunderstood? I don't. Luckily, the older I get, the more I don't really care about being judged for aspects or interests that I'm into. Uh, If I was younger and if I, I cared more about maybe what other people would think, I don't. Uh, But after being a a K-pop fan for this amount of time, it's really encouraged me to just enjoy the music and the activities that I like. 
So it sounds like K-pop has done a lot of positive things beyond just being a music to listen to. Can you, would you say that this culture and K-pop has improved other aspects of your life, such as your business or your relationships or any of the values you have? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, becoming a, a K-pop fan and a fan of BTS specifically has been a huge positive impact in my life, uh, especially over the past couple years during COVID when I spent a, a lot of time alone. Uh, it brought me a, a lot of happiness uh, being a fan and listening to the music. Uh, do you think it's positively impacted me as a person and made me more confident in uh, my beliefs and what I want to enjoy in life. And I do think that translates to other aspects of my life, like professionally and relationship-wise as well. Thanks so much for that, Laura. Now, we're getting close on our time, but are there any last thoughts that you'd like to share about K-pop, music, culture, or communication? I would say for anyone who's not familiar with K-pop or the Korean wave, other aspects of Korean culture that's made its way to Western society, uh, is to not judge something that you don't know or fully understand. K-pop can sometimes get a bad rap and some of it is justifiable, uh, but for the most part, it, it really is just fans having fun, enjoying it, and spreading their love of the music and groups with other people. I'd like to thank Laura for taking the time to talk to us today. Her words of wisdom share a valuable lesson about not judging a book by its cover and taking the time to get to know someone, their culture, and how they communicate before making assumptions. Music can be such an important culture in many people's lives that can help bring joy even during the darkest of times and teach us to enjoy all that life has to offer. Together, we can accomplish anything and have a great time doing it. Until next time.